0: Good morning, Heavenly Father, good morning, Lord Jesus, good morning, Holy Spirit, and good morning, Tedline. This morning, I want to bring your attention to Joel 3 in the Amplified Version. I was going to do the King James Version, but I decided to do the Amplified. And if you would read with me, it says, For behold, in those climactic days, And at that time, when I restored the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather together all the Gentile nations that were hostile to my people and bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, the Lord has judged. And there I will deal with them and enter into judgment with them there for their treatment of my people, my inheritance, Israel. Whom they have scattered among the nations, and because they have encroached on my land and divided it up. They have also cast lots for my people, and have traded a boy for a prostitute, and have sold a girl for wine that they may drink. Moreover, what are you to me, O Tyre, and Sidon, and all the five small regions of Philistia? Will you pay me back for something I have supposedly done to you? Even if you do pay me back, I will swiftly and speedily return your deed of retaliation on your own head. Because you have taken my silver and my gold and have carried my precious treasures to your temples and palaces. And have sold the children of Judah and the children of Jerusalem to the Greeks, so that you may send them far away from their territory. Behold, I am going to stir them up from the place where you have sold them and return them to their land, and I shall return your action of retaliation on your own head. Also I will sell your sons and your daughters into the hand of the children of Judah, and they will sell them to the Sabaeans, to a distant nation, for the Lord has spoken. Proclaim this among the pagan nations, prepare war, stir up the mighty men. Let all the men of war come near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Hurry and come, all you surrounding nations, and gather yourselves there. Bring down, O Lord, your mighty ones, your warriors. Let the nations be stirred to action. And come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there I will sit to judge and punish all the surrounding nations. Put in the sickle of judgment, for the harvest is ripe. Come, tread the grapes, for the winepress is full. The vats overflow for the wickedness of the people is great. Multitudes, multitudes, In the valley of decision, judgment. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision, when judgment is executed. The sun and the moon grow dark, and the stars lose their brightness. The Lord thunders and roars from Zion, and utters his voice from Jerusalem in judgment of his enemies. And the heavens and the earth tremble and shudder. But the Lord is a refuge for his people and a stronghold of protection to the children of Israel. Then you will know and understand fully that I am the Lord your God dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. Then Israel will be holy and strangers who do not belong Will no longer pass through it. And in that day, the mountains will drip with sweet wine, and the hills will flow with milk, and all the brooks and riverbeds of Judah will flow with water. And a fountain will go out from the house of the Lord to water the desert valley of Shittim. Egypt will become a waste, and Edom will become a desolate wilderness. Because of their violence against the children of Judah. In whose land they have shed innocent blood. But Judah shall be inhabited forever. And Jerusalem from generation to generation. And I shall avenge their blood which I have not avenged. For the Lord dwells in Zion. The valley of decision is also known as the Valley of Jehoshaphat but in other uh, places it's also referred to as the, the Kidron Valley because in the Kidron Valley there's a brook Kidron that runs through it and Kidron means obscure making black or sad that's what the word the name Kidron means itself it means obscure making black or sad and as Je- jehoshaphat means the lord has judged as the scripture you know points out here that the lord has judged and so jehoshaphat the name means and this little brook kidron that runs through the valley there it floods in the rainy season and i thought about that about the flood and and god also put my he put my my mind back on to what's going on. And he showed me that there are floods of sad multitudes of people that are flooding the streets. And God made me to, to realize and think about this. that Those, some of those people, the multitudes are in doubt. They're struggling and they're flailing about in darkness and, and, And groping in the darkness As the scripture says And they're hoping Even though There's not much to hope for They're still hoping But among those people Among them Are those who have faith enough To be free Those are not in doubt And there are people today Who are not in doubt In their appointed time And they will act And they will have faith in God when they are in the valley of decision. And there's like a spiritual darkness covering the spiritual low places of the earth right now. And that spiritual darkness threatens people with things like fear and attacks them with things like sadness. It attacks them with things like confusion and chaos And make no mistake about it, this is witchcraft. There's also the Lord who judges. In the valley, there's also the Lord who judges. See, for those relying on the benefit of the doubt, and for those relying on their faith in God, they're having faith in God, they're relying on him, this judgment means two different things. You have those relying on the benefit of the doubt, and then you have the other group that's relying on their faith in God to get them through. For those two people, God's judgment means two different things. God will judge each according to their actions During this time What to do If you're in the valley of decision There is a spiritual war Afoot You you can't deny it What God was pointing out to me Is that people cannot hide Behind Or get by with The benefit of the doubt Because there are no benefits In doubt it's an illusion, it's a lie. Each of us being born spiritually, a spiritual person, a spiritual being, we are born in our time and place for a purpose. We are spirits sent by a spirit God for a spiritual purpose. We're on a spiritual mission. this is there is a great purpose in each of our lives and we're living in a time of spiritual harvest and we find ourselves in the middle of the spiritual warfare it's so amazing that you can read about all these things in scriptures as it's happening in real time and then you look up and you look around you and you can see things unfolding that you read about all the all the the things that are are detailed in scripture there They're happening. They're happening. It's happening in real time. And we are placed here, and we are spirit men and women made by God to be right here. We're in the heat of the battle. We're in the thick of it. So here we are. Luke 21, 7 through 28 in the King James Version. Luke 21, 7 through 28 in the King James Version, says, And they asked him, saying, Master, Jesus, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? And he said, Take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And the time draweth near, go ye not therefore after them. But when you shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified. For these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Then said he unto them, Nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and great earthquakes shall be in diverse places, and famines, and pestilences. and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. Settle it therefore in your hearts, not to meditate before what you shall answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom Which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. And ye shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and kinsfolk and friends, and some of you shall they cause to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but there shall not an hair of your head perish. In your patience, Possess ye your souls. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and them which are in the midst of it depart out. And let not them that are in the countries enter thereinto. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down by the Gentiles, until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth, distress, Nigh. Now the world is changing, and it's it, it reels with a, with a spiritual pressure. And being in in like in a valley of decision, the world is is kind of condensed, pressurized, gathered in, huddled up close. And there are spiritual choices that are being made of the will, the believers. That's us, Jesus believers We're there too We're in the place Where decisions Eternal decisions Are being made And God is not the author Of confusion But while our neighbors May be confused And while the people around us Are hit with chaos And the confusion We are not of this world We are not confused But we all have to make choices every day. And everyone acts out of the spirit that they are, including us. We are acting and speaking and doing out of the abundance of what's in our heart. And being filled with Jesus, we act out of Jesus. Being filled with the Word, we act out of the Word. And we all make decisions of our own will. So as we proceed to act our way into eternity, We must be confident that we are in the will of God, and we are confident that we are in his will. And we have to know that we know that we know it's right. So therefore, we must not settle for guesses. We cannot and we will not settle for lucky shots as some do. We cannot settle for taking stabs in the dark or second best. We must know that we know that we know. And we have to get it right now more than ever. There is a saying. It's an idiom that goes like this, the benefit of the doubt. And I looked that up. God, God wanted me to look this up and, and, and see what it meant. And the far looks, Dictionary of Idioms describes the benefit of the doubt this way <clears throat> the withholding of judgment so as to retain a favorable or at least neutral opinion of someone or something when the full information about the subject is not yet available so this kind of sounds like second best to me this this sounds like settling for whatever's At hand The McGraw-Hill Dictionary of American Idioms Describes the benefit of the doubt this way A judgment in one's favor When the evidence is neither for one Nor against one It just sounds like it's almost but not enough To me the Hottington mifflin Harcourt Publishing Company describes the benefit of the doubt as a favorable judgment granted in the absence of full evidence. Now that sounds like the runner up to be to to the be all you can be. It sounds like a lazy, half hearted cop out, really. It's something that you get in substitute for or in lieu of. It's not the real thing. Sounds like a sellout. It sounds like giving up just short of the win, just short of vindication. It's like a plea bargain that leaves you wondering and maybe even thinking you got ripped off or you could have done much better. It leaves you feeling you might have gotten better. On the surface, the benefit of the doubt sounds satisfactory, but without the real tangible evidence to back it up, the satisfaction might as well be disappointment. So in other words, the benefit of the doubt is a substitute for the truth. In other words, the benefit of the doubt substitutes when there is uncertainty. The benefit of the doubt comes into play when people who choose the lifestyle of convenience over the lifestyle of commitment... There isn't a better solution. Choosing the benefit of the doubt over real justice is if reality can be put on hold until a more favorable time. People who want to play without pain kind of thing. People hiding behind spirits who cater to the flesh's desire for the temporal. For those pleasures of the world while putting righteousness on hold while putting justice on hold, while putting the real on hold. And the devil is hoping that we, the church, take a back seat and rely on the benefit of the doubt while the battle heats up. The devil hopes that believers are going to settle for the benefit of the doubt, when they could have the best, when the benefit of the doubt is a lie altogether. People are assuming that the benefit of the doubt is the best option they have because maybe they haven't found a better one or nobody's told them there's better. But, you know, Adam and Eve, they took from from Lucifer, they took from that serpent because they gave him the benefit of the doubt. They had the truth. They had the real thing, but they settled. And there are no benefits to doubt. It's temporary. It's incomplete. It's, 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 a, it's a band-aid when you have a serious life uh, and death wound or need like, like eternal salvation. And I would make the argument that the benefit of the doubt is it's poor. It's a poor, risky investment for someone who doesn't have patience but needs the best. It's a quick sale to someone without faith to expect for God's best. So when in doubt, get out. Kick out doubt. You got, rid of, got to get rid of uncertainty. got to get rid of fear. Doubt has to go. This is why in Romans fourteen twenty three, it says, And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. 1 Timothy 2 and 8 says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands, without wrath and doubting. When you eat and when you pray, you can't do it in doubt. When we are facing the enemy, we can't get stuck in the trickiness and the the, the faultiness of this benefit of the doubt. We can't rely on that. We must have faith for the wind. And when facing eternity, we sure won't be able to face judgment on the flimsy basis of the benefit of the doubt because doubt has no eternal benefits. There are, There is no benefit to doubt. There may be some temporal, earthly, uh, Quick payouts, but they're short-lived, and they're certainly not life-giving. When in doubt, we got to get out, kick out uncertainty, kick out fear. Fear has to go. Second Timothy one seven, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. First John four eighteen, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. It's a commandment not to fear. Deuteronomy 31, 6, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Isaiah 41.10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. You know who is the right hand of his righteousness? Jesus. John 14.27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Isaiah 35, 4 says, Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense, and save you. Psalms 27 verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 56 3 What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Psalms 23 4 Yea, though I walk through the valley, of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. You know it's dark in the valley. Many times. The first cloud that comes by. Especially a of gathering of a storm. It starts to grow dark. Before the rain starts to fall. And in the valley that's even worse. But even though. David writes here, he's walking in the valley. And even though, though it's an idiom or a, a symbolic of death, he says, I will fear no evil. And the reason is because God is with him. God is comforting him. God is guiding him. Psalm 34, 4, I sought the Lord and he heard me. And delivered me from all my fears. As I was listening to, to God, to the Lord this week about this topic, he told me that the devil is trying to hide inside this little benefit of the doubt. And with the, with the church's concern, the devil wants to trick the church into this uh position of of, uh, putting confidence in the benefit of the doubt, and it's a trick, and I too need to watch out not to to try to, to run for it as if it's a place of safety. There's another place that I need to be, and that's where I need to be. I need to be there. I need to be covered But I can't be saved by the benefit of the doubt. I can only be saved by Jesus. In Jesus is safety. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, the Bible says, and the righteous runneth to it and are safe. Mankind cannot put off choosing very long. We're in the valley of of decision, and there's spiritual warfare. Elijah the prophet was used by God at Mount Carmel at that scene where God's people were told to decide. They were were gathered. They were huddled up. Everything was on the line for the nation, and they needed to get it right. They needed to to choose. What did they need to choose? 1 Kings 18.21, And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if bow, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Today, right now, believers, the people of God, have to be certain. And that's what makes them believers is their certainty. They're committed. They are fully convinced where their salvation comes from. And because eternity is a long time, it's a good thing to be certain in where your salvation comes from. Joshua 24:15 says, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. When in doubt, get out. There is no benefit in doubt. Romans 14.5 says, One man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteem is every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Let everyone be persuaded in your own mind. Fully persuaded. Fully persuaded is kind of like a certainty. And anything shy of fully persuaded would be kind of like an uncertainty because it's not complete. And when we're in Christ, we are complete because all of the fullness of the Godhead is put in him. It's in him. Romans four twenty one twenty five 25 says, And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also. to to whom it shall be imputed. If we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. It can't be stressed enough that hesitation is dangerous in warfare. And like Dr. Erica had been talking to us about the way of the sniper you know, I, I think about that, and, and I know, and I I can't help but wonder at the amount of skill and training, importance in, in their purpose and their missions. And especially when they're placed, a lot of times their mission can change the tide of for victory. Their missions are strategic, and they're, they're, they, they will turn the table. All that training, all that skill, that confidence. And that's the thing about training. That's the thing about the truth. When a person is on a mission, when a child of God is on a mission, the truth or the intel is vital. We can't get it wrong. We don't, but don't be afraid in the battle because God has your back. See, he shines, his word shines the light. It's revealing, it exposes. It's the truth. It exposes everything at it in its time. And He God is training and making and building us up for the fight. Training that that He can only give. Skill that He can only give. It builds up that, that inner man with confidence in Christ, but real confidence. There's no substitute for this confidence. There's no substitute for the, the skill of the Holy Ghost, the precision. There's no substitute for knowing him. That's what the word of God does. It guides us and it shows us all truth. That faith that comes from God. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It just shines that light where we need it, so we can see. The word of God gives us faith, real confidence, real confidence. The more word we get into us, the more built up we become. The more of him we get in us, the more strengthened and built up in in the Lord we become. Each of us must be sure. Each of us, we must be confident. Each of us, we must be built up in the faith for the fight. Jude 1.20 says, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves and on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some having compassion, making a difference, and others saving with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by flesh building up ourselves on our most holy faith. God does that for us. Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We all have to build ourselves up in our most holy faith. It's impossible to please him without it. But he's a rewarder of those who seek him. Now, I can train for me, but I can't train for you. We must strengthen ourselves up daily in our own minds and in our own spirit. What happens when a boxer or a fighter, you know, like a mixed martial arts fighter gets in the ring? They... They both, those fighters are both going to come into that ring. They're both going to come into that octagon. They're going to both think that they're the winner when they get there. They both enter that battleground fully confident that they're going to win. Both are obviously not going to win, but they're going to come there with the faith that they're going to be that winner and they have to put all their training and all their skill and all their, their 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 effort into that goal but at the end of the 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 fight one is going to fall and one's going to rise in victory but there's a problem if you go into that fight with uncertainty there's a problem if you go into that fight with the mindset that Oh, I'll just uh, – I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Can't rely on the benefit of the doubt. We can't rely on second best. And thank God he gave us the best partner in every fight, the best skill, the best training, the best spirit, the best of everything that we, we would need for any fight God has given to us. And we must have the confidence through Christ. The training that's through Christ to face the test, to face the fight. Because if we don't, we go in there hesitating, we go in there uh, half-hearted, we go in there and pause, we'll stall at the wrong moment, we'll back down, we'll flinch and take a take a hit. Cannot go into a fight without being fully convinced. And the benefit. Is in Christ. The real benefit is in faith in Jesus for the win. And brothers and sisters, do not choose the benefit of the doubt as some do, because we have the full benefit of the counsel of God with us. And now is the time. God is calling us to choose Him, choose faith in Him, and now it counts. Now these times are are weighing down with the, with the spiritual heaviness on the world to try to bring people down, try to put confusion on people and trying to, to divide. But we have a higher calling. We have, we have hope. Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith. Not doubt, faith. Luke one thirty seven. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Ephesians two eight and nine. For for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. 1 Corinthians two five says. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Ephesians 2, eight. For by grace are ye saved, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. The gift of God. 2 Corinthians 5.7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Faith in Jesus gives the real advantage against the enemy. The real advantage in this situation will give you the upper hand, not a second-best, a, a, second a runner-up option, but real faith that Jesus has already won. We are in the fight, and there is no going back. God chose each of you to be born in this remarkable time in history. These times we are living in are so Grand and important, but yet God chose us for His purpose for this right now and right here. And we must not be in doubt. We are in the benefit of faith in Christ for the wind. The Bible says to be slow to anger, but according to faith, with faith is concerned, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now faith. Now faith. Mark 11, 22 through 24. Mark 11, just verse 22 says, and Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Mark eleven twenty two. Have faith in God. The world today is in the valley of decision Distracted and downcast, hiding, hesitating in an overabundance of caution, but still enraged. The devil is using witchcraft to sow things like chaos and confusion and doubt and fear, uncertainty and bitterness to divide not just people, not just uh, unbelievers, but Believers. He's trying to sow this into the body of believers and make the body of believers hesitate. But she will not hesitate. See, God has been preparing her for this day. God has been building her up in faith for this day. And he will honor her faith. We just have to believe in him and not rely on the so-called benefit of the doubt. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. This is there is no substitute for this real faith. There is no substitute for Jesus. There is no substitute for Jesus. Faith in him is for the wind. There is no benefit in doubt. Don't settle for the devil's counterfeit to the solutions that we need, to the answers that we seek. These things are temporal. They're short-lived at best. The benefits, the real benefits, are in faith in God. They are eternal. They're real. Tangible. Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and then do what? Glorify your Father which is in heaven. Kick out doubt. Kick out uncertainty. Kick out fear. Kick it out. Psalm 16:1. preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. Philippians 3, verse 3, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Our confidence is in the Lord Jesus. That's where our confidence is, in the Lord Jesus. And in Jesus' name, I bind and cast out chaos. I bind and cast out confusion. Go! Doubt, go! Fear, spirit of fear, I command you to get out. Go! Uncertainty, that spirit of uncertainty that makes you hesitate. Go! Get out! Bitterness drags you down with weights. Go! Doubt, get out! Go! Uncertainty, go! Go now! Fear, go! Go! Get out! Witchcraft, mind-binding witchcraft, go! 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 Get out! Counterfeit, get out, go. Lies and deception, false prophecy, go,
1: go, get out.
0: Hidden witchcraft, go, 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 get out, doubt, go. Go! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You deliver. You have delivered God. You deliver. You deliver us. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 44 6 says, For not in my bow do I trust nor can my sword save me. Hebrews 4.16 says, let us then with confidence, with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So Lord, we receive Holy Ghost boldness. We receive Holy Ghost boldness and all those places that are emptied out, filled Fill God, fill. Fill up. Fill with your spirit, Lord. Fill. Fill. Proverbs 3:26 for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. 1 John 5:14 And this is the confidence that we have toward him that if we ask anything According to his will, he hears us. Father, we thank you this morning for hearing us. We ask, Lord, that that our steps would not get caught, but we would be made strong, made confident to walk in your will, to know your will, and to do your will with confidence and Holy Ghost boldness. In this time of need, God, right now. Right now. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Ted Line, for being with me. When in doubt, you got to get out. And Jesus is the way out of doubt. Have faith in him. Have faith in God, church. These times are full of need, but where sin abound, there does grace much more abound. Trust in the Lord. In Jesus' name, we'll see you in the morning.
1: You ever met those who keep humming when the song's through? It's life.